This episode of Motherhood in Hollywood is sponsored by Kinsa, the world's smartest thermometer. When my daughter is sick, I turn to my Kinsa smart thermometer for peace of mind. It remembers her temperature, symptoms, and medication, so I don't have to. And it even lets me send it to her doctor. Get your own Kinsa at KinsaHealth.com. And this episode of Motherhood in Hollywood is sponsored by Bumby Box, an eco-friendly toy subscription service. Each Bumby Box comes with fun, play-based toys and activities specially chosen for your child. Bumby Box helps create beautiful new memories for your family by curating toy boxes just for you. Go to BumbyBox.com and find out why Bumby Box is a better way to play. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hi, everyone. It's episode 44 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker, and I'm so glad you've joined me on the show today. We have such a treat today. Rushna Fruchtbaum is a writer on a show called Fresh Off the Boat, but she also used to be a writer on Parks and Recreation. And she's also a mom and uh, has an, a second baby, a little girl, on the way. In fact, she could be having the baby right now as we're listening to this podcast. Maybe maybe she's listening to it in the delivery room and, and the soothing sounds of my voice are helping you, helping her along in that delivery. Um, but anyway, what's great is that she has such a wonderful perspective on motherhood here in, in the uh, entertainment business as a writer what compelled her to get into writing for television and for television comedy. She did not have a traditional path to her career. And it's one of the things uh, I love to share on this show is people who have their, a very unique story. And as I'm discovering, as I navigate through the, through these interviews and meeting people, there's so many wonderful, talented people in this town. And uh, sometimes where they end up or where they're at right now isn't necessarily where they set out to be. Uh, also, you guys uh, who are along with me for this journey get to discover these friendships and these relationships right along with me because I did not know Rechna before she came in. Like She is a friend of a couple of friends of mine from Mommy and Me, and they were like, oh, you have to meet our friend. She's so funny, and she's a writer, and you would love her. And I was like, great let's do it. And I reached out to her and she was more than uh, willing to come on and let me grill her for a while uh, about her career and everything. So hopefully you guys will get to know her, you know, right along with me. So that's really the goal of motherhood in Hollywood for us all to become friends and live in a beautiful utopia. Yay. All right. That's not the goal at all. Scratch that. Um, what else has been happening? Oh, the MIH 15 by 15 is officially over this week. Woohoo! I will be posting on my Motherhood in Hollywood page in the next uh, day or so. Uh, my anniversary is May 5th, so I'll definitely be posting by then. If I made my goal, if I reached my goal of losing 15 pounds by my 15th wedding anniversary, I feel pretty good about it, you guys. I feel pretty good. I'm not, admittedly, I'm not where I would like to be. I would have loved to have been able to say like, oh, I not only, you know, I lost 25 pounds, but honestly, knowing my diet and what I'm eating and the weakened moments that I've had, it's just not realistic. And um, I've been very open and honest about this journey and this process of discovering myself and what I've learned about working out and health and eating and I'm going to spill all of that as well on my blog this week on motherhoodandhollywood.com. So make sure you go there and check it out. Also, there's a giveaway. Uh, if this show comes out on Monday for MIH Monday, you have a couple of days to enter. Just hashtag MIH 15 by 15 anywhere on social media and I'll find you. You'll be entered to win a giveaway, which includes uh, some really cool stuff from the workouts that I've tried, the health programs that I've tried and that sort of thing. And you guys can have a little sampling of the 15 by 15 of your very own. Hmm. Well, hmm. Uh, also, I know it is my anniversary week and I'm so excited. So while you're listening to this podcast, I'm hopefully in a plane somewhere flying 
somewhere fabulous. Um, to, we're going to Napa actually. And I have some pretty cool things planned. Um, oh, I guess I shouldn't really talk about it. My husband listens, my husband previews all of the podcasts. So I probably shouldn't tell those here. I'll tell him next week. In the next episode, uh, you'll get to hear about some of the fun things that I have planned for him. I'm so excited. And what else has been happening? You guys, I went to the most ridiculous audition the other day ever. I had to like dance around with professional dancers and I was just (laughs) not professional dancer, but, uh, fake it till you make it. And it was, but it was a lot of fun. I had a good fun time at the audition. I just kept thinking, I wish I had really taken the time to hone more skills like some of the women who are professional dancers or they speak another language or they have other interesting and unusual crafts and things that I don't. What do I do? I don't know. I question myself constantly as an actor. Am I talented enough? Am I bringing enough of my own unique voice to this part or this character? And uh, at some point I just have to stop questioning, right? Like you just have to embrace it and go, here's what it is. Here's what I've got. I'm bringing this to the table. You can either take it or leave it, Hollywood. So that's kind of, I get into a rut every now and then, a, a funk, if you will. I'm trying to shake it off, try not to let it get to me, but it's hard. This town is really hard. This town is a lot of rejection and a lot of constantly questioning your self-esteem. And you just wonder if you're making the right choices and the right decision. And so I have to trust that I am right. We all have to trust to a certain point. So that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, A couple of house cleaning things. I say house cleaning. That's not really what I mean. I don't actually clean my house. Um, A couple of things I want to mention to you guys. Take a moment to go and check out my sponsors, the sponsors of my show, bumbybox.com. If you love eco-friendly toys, especially for those of you who love toys that come without chemicals and are good for the environment to promote sustainability, go to bumbybox.com and sign up for one of their Bumbybox subscription services. Enter the code M-I-H-O-O-D and you'll get 10% off there. Bumbybox, the Bumbybox we got, Channing still plays with everything in it. It was this cool eco-friendly um, Play-Doh but that hasn't, I guys know Play-Doh is a brand name, but this was something different, but it hasn't dried out. It smells good. It's a lot of fun. We also have these cool coloring rocks that she loves to color with, but the, her most favorite thing in there was this little dinosaur puppet. And she wants to like sleep with it. It helps her pick up her toothbrush. Um, it's really funny to watch her play and use her imagination with these toys that she's gotten from Bubby Box. So if you get a chance, go to bumbybox.com and check those out. Uh, and also Kinsa at kinsahealth.com with uh, the digital thermometer that you plug right into your phone and keep track of your kids' temperatures and medication and symptoms and um, all of that stuff. So take a minute, minute, hello, take a moment to go and check out the sponsors of MIH podcast because they are really cool products and I wouldn't support something or offer you guys something if I didn't believe in them myself. So go to bumbybox.com and kinsahealth.com to check out those two items. Also, while you're at it, kids, make sure you subscribe to Motherhood in Hollywood on iTunes and Stitcher. If you're a fan of the show, subscribing to the show makes a world of difference. Also, while you're there, feel free to leave a review. If there's something you like or don't like about the show, let me know. I'm happy to um, read it and then completely ignore it and move on with my life. No, (laughs) no, I do want to hear from you guys. So go to MIH podcast on Twitter and then Motherhood in Hollywood on Facebook and Instagram. And let me hear from yet. I'd like to know you're out there. All right. So I'm going to quit talking now and get to this really fun interview with Rechna Fruitbaum. How did you get used to the sound of your voice? Listening to this. You have, I mean, you have a what? nice voice. I can't oh, get, ever you. get used to the sound of I my used voice. to be a reporter for like a million years. So you. So my voice sounds amazing to me already. You already know <laughs> how great your voice is. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> um, these compliments are coming from Rechna Fruitbaum. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Um, she is a writer and mom and uh, currently working on Fresh Off the Boat but also worked on Parks and Recreation as well. And I know that there's probably a lot of other things that we're going to delve into. Thank you for coming to the show. Thanks for having me. Um, I do have an amazing voice. Thank you for pointing out. You do. 
I have I'm a such smurf. A jerk. <laughs> no, I have a smurf like voice, so I'm You're like really always cute, jealous. Actually. I'm jealous of people. But see, have. the difference is you could do animation and you could do voiceover <laughs> work for like animated characters. For me, they're like, we're gonna need you to play like a butchy lunch lady. <laughs> So I'm like, all right, I got that down. Oh, hey, that's a good. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Um. So tell me, what? How did you get started as a writer? Was that something you always wanted to do? No, I don't like. I never thought of myself as a writer because I feel like I've been lucky. My life with super smart friends who were writers, and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not one of those. Um. I've always been into comedy because just growing up watching. SNL and yeah. Letterman and whatever the usual suspects. Yeah, just TV, Golden Girls. <gasps> Shut up, I favorite love the Golden favorite Girls. show. I will time. watch it if that's on. I will watch yeah. a marathon of that because it holds up. Because, it does hold up. Yeah, because it had to be. I feel like a show about four old ladies had to be so much funnier. Yes, to work, and so the bar was so high. Do you think too? Have you noticed? And we were just talking about shows that are kind of pushing the boundaries and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. How Star Trek was sort of before its time. Golden Girls for me is definitely one of those shows. Totally. I mean, they talked about gay issues. They talked about um, elderly. Totally. Also, just like sexuality, sexuality and women. Yeah. Like Blanche was the original Samantha. <laughs> she totally was. <laughs> she totally There's was. no Samantha without Blanche Devereaux. I know. I mean, all of those women were so beautifully cast. So, and yeah. I, I hate to like read too much about it because I read that like. Nobody liked Betty White or, you know, I for know. some reason, um, uh, oh, I forgot Dorothy's name. B. Arthur. Yeah. Didn't like, they didn't get along. I've I heard like, that I too. I hate to hear that. I know. It's so, so much magic. I think it was just Betty White. I think the rest of them loved each other. Yeah. I think maybe there was maybe a little bit of playing sides. Sure. But I wonder how much of that's true. Cause you know, they said that about the uh, sex in the city. Ladies. Yeah. You brought that up too. Totally. I wonder if that's just cause whenever you have a female cast, people assume. Yeah. Or if they, Inter- if someone watches them interact in a way that like men would interact normally, like giving each right. other shit, right? Whatever. When it's women, it's like oh, they hate each other. Oh, They're they must so be catfighting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you um do you think consider yourself to be a feminist? Are you a yes. feminist gal? Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Really, hundred percent. Went how- to Wellesley. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love can't how you said that. I went to Wellesley. You can't leave so. Wellesley and be like, I'm. I don't. I mean, I guess you can. I'm sure there are people who right. have, but it would be weird. <laughs> um, and were you into writing when you were there, or did that all um, sort of pop up after college? Or? It's so writing. I started thinking about writing, um, probably right around when I was thirty. Uh huh. Um, I have used writing in my life as an outlet. Like, um, I was an IT consultant in San Francisco right out of college, which I hated. And so I wrote these, like, (laughs) anthropological essays, literally just for my, like, roommate's amusement. Oh, my God. Called On the Nature of Poots, which is what I call (laughs) it. I don't even remember where that term came from. I would like to read that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I can't find them. I must have, like, as I have done, destroy things I write and then, because I get embarrassed. I think and writers then, do that. I think that's something we, yeah. we all do. I can't tell you how many times I've sat down to start to write a blog post or the next big screenplay. Totally. And been like, this is garbage. Delete. Delete and then delete from your trash. Yeah. And then you, like, regret it because you're, you're like, like what if there was even if it was shitty, it would yeah. be so funny to read now. Right. But um, writers so are too I, hard on themselves, I think. Yeah, I know it's part of it, mm-hmm. right? Like right. you, it's like you have to have a little bit of like self hatred. Yeah, it's like if you meet someone who's like, "I'm an amazing writer," you're like, uh. "No, you're not. <laughs> There's no way." <laughs> then you, then right there, you not know one hundred percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're probably terrible. Totally, you write haikus. Oh, <laughs> yeah, in, you don't. You think everything has to rhyme. Oh, you're a bad God. person. <laughs> I say I'm an amazing writer, but out of like with a like arrogance. Yeah, with a wing. <laughs> or or with a true arrogance. arrogance. Right. Yes. Like also I am an amazing mom and an amazing everything. Exactly. So. Amazing, amazing, amazing. wife. Right. <laughs> Super. But that's where I it I, that's where I always come from. And people, if they don't know me, they always kinda go, ah Totally. Like are you, are you sure? <laughs> like I don't know if I agree. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. So you were in IT, which yeah. is a totally different world. No, and I so but writing it so i I guess I've like I used it as an outlet in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't think about it and I moved to LA 
for like the very vague like TV film. Like I just want to be in entertainment. I love TVs and Somehow, movies. Somehow, some way, yeah. No idea about anything. Mm-hmm. Still, I don't think I even thought of comedy writing as like a job that existed. Honestly, I never have either. Yeah, it's just like if someone had told me like, oh, there are people who write TV shows, I would have been like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's a job. But <laughs> yeah. If you're not from here or exposed to it in, in some way, way yeah. like it's just, I mean, I'm from Ohio and I'm Indian. That combination, like when I was like, I'm going to move and try and get into TV and movies, people were just like, okay. You might as well have been See like, you I'm back going here to in the moon. A year. Yeah. <laughs> See you back here in a year. That's adorable. Oh, like you're not. heavens. That is rude. I mean, I get it. But look at you. You show them. Fuck you. those yeah. guys. Yeah. But I was in development for a long time. Mm. Even then, I didn't think about writing. Development in terms of like getting ideas and trying to make them into shows kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, movies, though. Oh, movie. Movies. Like I worked. Well, I was an assistant to an agent for a year. Mm-hmm. Then I got an MBA. Oh, wow. <laughs> For in, no reason. In um, film and television? Or? No. Like a... Like business? A business. Oh, I guess that's <laughs> yeah. what an MBA is. No, but that like, yeah, dumb. not My related. My husband's going to kill me, yeah. <laughs> no, it was like, um, I feel guilty uh, as a child of two doctors that I don't have. Oh, I should do guilt. something responsible. Yeah, absolutely. And then I got a job that's like literally what I could have gotten right out of working at the agency, which was at HBO Films. Yeah. Then I worked at, I worked there for two years, and I worked at this place called Smokehouse for two years. Oh, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, it's like Grant Hesloff and George Clooney's production. But not the restaurant that's in Burbank. No. (laughs) But really, I think name probably based on it. Yeah, yeah. And then... So did you have to read a lot of scripts? Yes. So I read a ton. like, garbage scripts? So so many, and so many good ones, too, but so many garbage ones. Oh, wow. So you read, and you read, and you read, and also... um, just like happened to have a group of friends in which there were comedy writers. So I was like, it was like in the air. And I realized I didn't want to be a development executive. And so my friend and I, um, Jean, mm-hmm. you met. Yeah. Um, uh, she, she and I like talked about writing. We kind we wrote something and then mm-hmm. I got pregnant and she wanted, she, was moving to New York because her husband got a job there and we just it sort of didn't happen yeah and I dropped it and I was like I think I'm supposed to be a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. that's why I can't figure this oh, out oh interesting okay so yeah. you kind of were I was like that's why I don't know life kind of stepped mm-hmm. in we should also point out that Rushna right now is super pregnant <laughs> I'm ready to have this baby if- <laughs> she could go into labor any minute any minute I, I just want and you my hospital's in Burbank so it's like there so nearby go. we'll I be fine totally it's great um it's gonna be great I, to I hope tells. I go into labor because both for the excitement for the podcast and for my own <laughs> mental state and your own comfort level yeah. just get out I'm ready oh my gosh um, and you're not even 40 weeks yet right you're no I'm like 37 and something okay but she's cooked. Yeah. She's and I'm a very petite, short woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no more room. You're like, come out it's already. Over. Yeah. Oh, my um, gosh. I remember that 39th week. Mm. I, I was fine up until about then. I, I was like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. But, you know, it's just kind of fun. And then right. around 39, I was like, whoa. We got to. It's, it's over. We got to wrap I, Well, you're up. tall. So you had mm-hmm. a little more room before it got. Right, right. With my first, I didn't get here, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. So. I, this so is my were, first experience with this discomfort. Were you married when you came out to L.A. then? No. So I met, met husband my here? husband when I was an assistant at the agency. Oh, okay, cool. And is he in the business too then? Yes. He works at Sony in marketing. And do you guys talk about the business a lot or do you try to keep that kind of... We talk... I mean, you probably can't help it, but a, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it comes you know? up, mm-hmm. but it's more in the context of like the way that you would talk to your spouse about work. Like, mm-hmm. I'm frustrated about yeah. this, or this was hard, or this was a good thing, or... Yeah. And less like business talk, like, what do you right. think of... Yeah. Can you believe this person Look is developing ratings. this? And, no, you know, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. We I don't see. do a lot of that. It's more just yeah. like, oh, this was hard today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I read an article about you when I was doing my research because mm-hmm. I stalk oh. people who come on my show like crazy. Oh, so then it's you've weird. heard all these tidbits I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. No, actually I haven't. Okay. Um, I 
the article I read is about when you were a staff writer on Parks and Rec. Oh, from Glamour? Yes. <laughs> Which I was like, why is Glamour doing this? Oh, my God. That was um, the weirdest day. It was, it's a, it was a weird article. It was a weird article and made us all look stupid. so unfunny. Little, yeah, and like a little dingy. Not stupid. Stupid no, is not right. No, like I know like, what you mean. They, t- like, every... It made it me was feel like I never words. want to do an interview again. Also, too, it kind of, oh, I'm so glad you're here then. I didn't yeah. show, you didn't try to I convinced you. Um, I I loved how, like, everybody's title was, like, so-and-so's written on all these other things and <laughs> done this other project. Hilarious. And yours was, like, stay-at-home stay mom. mom. What? I was like, <laughs> what a weird title. Like, I'm sure that's not all she's done. No. And not that it's just It was definitely mom, the thing I did right before Parks. So, yeah. like, it's so funny. But I just thought it was very, because it just seemed like, like totally. they just plucked you from your home and, like, now let's give her a writing They saw job. like three tweets I wrote about being yeah. a mom. And yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what it seemed like. It, it was, was not like, that. this gal's a funny no. mom. Let's give her a job in TV. And I was yeah. like, I don't think that's how that came no. to be. Stay-at-home motherhood did is was the impetus in the sense that I was like, oh, I need to of get all out. the things in the world oh. I haven't taken to, mm-hmm. stay-at-home motherhood is was not for you. Not for me. Really? See, I think that's so interesting to and hear mom say really that. And it was really hard to admit. I it made me feel such shitty a taboo. and guilty. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's like one thing to like plan to go back to work, then see your beautiful child mm-hmm. and be like, I can't. Yeah. That's like so. And, and stay-at-home moms are amazing humans. Mm-hmm. Like the most amazing of all the humans to right. me. Some it's of them like, are. Some of them are. Some of us right, sit but I mean, on our phone at the park and sh- tweet. Sure. <laughs> but just in terms of like if you get filled up by it and if you – are able to do it it's like good for you and mm-hmm. I didn't have that feeling yeah I was and and I have learned like since I started working I'm a better mother better partner like I was able to hold it together as a mother stay at home but like as a partner I was like <laughs> it's so hard. it just I couldn't quite Finding I needed something else yeah. yeah and I know balance gets thrown around a lot as like totally. a buzzword for parenting and stuff like that but it kind of is to where you're not like so in love with your children that you only give them all of your attention and then your partner comes home and is like hey but what about me yeah Uh, or like you know when your husband comes home then you ignore your kids it is exactly it's hard to find the balance and I think I realize like I'm a person who just like functions better with more balls in the air because if I'm just home and the thing I'm doing is being a mom also I don't like cooking which was another thing I had to uh except because I feel like <laughs> I felt like I should be like everyone likes to cook and I don't no it's not true and I don't like to do crafts and like not I everyone, don't <laughs> not everyone should cook and I'm a no. terrible crafter I want to stay at home because I just am lazy and I don't want to go work full time no, I <laughs> I love that but obviously you have like stuff you do right right in my I couldn't like and so, like, it started as having stuff to do. It didn't start as, like, I want a full-time job out of the house. Yeah, I was going to say, it how was did like, it start where you were starting to get the itch to It was like, get out. this is how it started. My husband, very love. he was like, we can afford for you to have a little bit of help. Because that's the other thing you don't realize mm-hmm. is, like, oh, if I'm stay-at-home, I shouldn't get to have any help. Right. And then you're like, oh, no. What, where I grew up and, like, where my cousins grew up and the reason they could do that, the ones who did it, was because they had, they had family. family nearby. Yeah. So they had w- grandmas, aunts, yeah. uncles, everybody, cousins coming help in people, to help. And just like mm-hmm. people to hang out with as they were watching their kids, like, as opposed to like you're or alone. an adult person to talk to. Right? Totally. So they didn't do what I did, which was like go to Ralph's and then like 15 minutes later, I'm talking to the checkout guy and he's like, why are too. we, Especially when why are we little. talking? <laughs> why I are do you? that all the time. I'm like, totally. I, I found, cause I'm in general and most of my friends can attest this, not like a friendly person. I'm not a nice person. <laughs> oh my God. I, I'm that's totally not my experience of you, oh, but that's hilarious. You. Um, I'm totally just sort of like, all right, let's not talk. But after I, I'd been at home with my daughter for yeah. a few months by myself, I'm like, hi. Hi. Yeah. I would like an orange Julius. What do you put totally. in there? What do you, what do you, or like the orange oh my um, God. juice? What do you, what do you put in that? Oh, uh, <laughs> orange juice. Oh, that's, I mean like. OJ? Like, oh. What else? It's so creamy. I would go to Starbucks. <laughs> okay. Like I think I went to Starbucks probably like three times a day mm-hmm. as part of like, 
I remember like watching about a boy and he like he was like I divvy the day up into half hour increments and that's Uh how I pass the day and that's sort of how I felt so like one of my increments is like going to Starbucks yep and I would be like look at them so free (laughs) they just like to have adults to talk to look at them they're just they can come and go as as they want do they have the best lives like I literally to this day whenever (laughs) I feel like panicked about anything I'm like should I just be a barista? Yes. Because it was so comforting Free to me coffee. at the time to go there and think about their amazing lives. And they could literally just come and go whenever they want. They could probably, they have oh, so they got free drinks. Probably got like scones. Yeah. It does just sound very liberating. I mean, and I was like, they get good benefits, I think. Yeah. And they have like a back to school program at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. I was like, they just Pretty talk to people, deal. adults all yeah. day long. There was definitely a lot of that happening where you just sort yeah. of started feeling a little antsy and a little like, Ugh. totally. But for me, I also couldn't go to work full time and also still do acting and be go to auditions because right. I can't be like, okay, hey, I'm, I need to run to right. Santa Monica for three hours exactly. and wait so for you this commercial. you already had like another thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't have like that other, th- whether it was like you were actually pursuing a career in acting, like, mm-hmm. but even a hobby. Like I just didn't have another thing that I made time right, for. Right, right. But my husband was like, let's get a nanny. It was like 10 hours a week. And to justify that so to helpful. myself, I started writing. Oh, good for you. So that's how it, that's how it started. And it started like movies because that's what I'd worked in. Yeah. And then I had a friend who was also kind of like thinking about writing. And so to like make myself do it, we would like meet at King's Road. Oh, I love that. And write to like write not together, but and then eventually decided to write together. One of the things that I've loved the most about learning through this podcast and talking to writers and producers is how they found that person and connected with mm-hmm. the person who gave them the impetus and the accountability yes. to start writing. And, and there is of like off them. in the person. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so important and it's super inspiring yeah. to be like, it's so hard to write on your own. It's so it's isolating so hard. for it's, writers. And like comedy. And, yeah, and also for me. how do you me, know what's funny? Totally. And also for me, it was like the point of it was to stop being so isolated. Like mm-hmm. I made some mom friends, but it was like, it was an isolating thing for me because right. I was also like the first of my friends to have a kid. I was me like too. 31, which is like kind of mm-hmm. young for Hollywood, mm-hmm. for LA age. Yeah. And so I didn't know anyone with kids and so it was so isolating and my husband worked all the time yeah. back then so and if he was working at Sony then he probably had like and a back then two he was in commute. Santa Monica oh good that's even he worse. was at a trailer house and so for me it was like the social part of it was a piece of it yeah um and like yeah, so it was stay-at-home motherhoods that sort of provided the impetus to really yeah. just, like, do it. Did you it. find that you started writing about mom stuff, or were you writing about my, other things? My first screenplay that I tried to do this, like, pure garbage <laughs> was about hate. Uh, it was, like, about not, like, having not all positive feelings about things that you should have positive feelings right, about. Right, right, right. Which was, like, motherhood. Like, I love being a mom and I love my kid and I was like super lucky to not have that thing where I didn't feel connected to him like mm-hmm. I loved him so much and so intensely but like there were things about like I didn't I just had so much guilt that I didn't like enjoy every minute yeah and like that I was like I like I would think, just like drinking too much wine with a lot of moms no I think that's yeah. a very real feeling and I don't even honestly I'm not even sure that the moms who do say that they love it's it joy. 100% of the yeah. time. I don't know that they're maybe being sure. Honest. Yeah. Cause they're and which is not really fair to other moms, but cause yeah. there are times when I definitely am, am I feel guilty too. Cause I just want to go work on an audition or I want to yeah. sit down and write something. And I can't because my three-year-old is like, mommy, you come play with me. And I then know. I'm like, get out of here. You're like, Mom's trying to be a star. Get out of here. Yeah. You know? And then I'm like, oh, mommy's got goals. Yeah. <laughs> And then I feel like an asshole. But yeah. then on the day when she says to me, like, daddy goes to work and mommy stays home, then I'm like, I actually work well, too. I, yes. And I, I don't ever totally. want her to not see me working in some way. So it's. Or like achieving things that. Achieving things, Whether yeah. that's like financial or just like yeah. an interest, whatever it is, but that mommy exactly. also gets to like have things she does that 
aren't with you. Right. And it's hard to visualize that as a stay-at-home mom who also totally. kind of works from home. Like, as an actress, like, it's, right. unless I'm on TV, it's hard for me to be like, look, this is what mommy does. And exactly. Then she'll go, Mommy's on TV. You right. Know? Like, for her, it's just. Totally. Fun. That must be. Yeah. It's like that balance seems yeah. like in some ways, like, just like leaving the house and then coming back. It, is it concrete yeah something to them in some way um but, but she'll get it eventually i mean she will yeah and then she'll hopefully maybe appreciate it appreciate i assume you it. think of yourself as a feminist um it's so funny i do <laughs> i do have feminist um i would say i'm definitely more of one now than i was years right. ago okay Even i shouldn't have I assumed that no was, you can yeah. but i always get a little oogie with the word feminist i think because in my mind i immediately think of like shaved head tattoo like right fuck, the, fuck dudes you know we're yeah. ladies and we rock hard which is not a fair label of feminist sure. and i understand that right i got into a conversation with my friend daisy about it too and i definitely think i am a feminist the more i think about it the more angry I get about the way women are treated in the world and about the the I watched that video I don't know if you saw online the other day about the sports writers yeah it's crazy who had tweets read back to them the whole mean tweets thing and the stuff that people are saying to them on social media is unreal to me like like totally and having a daughter you're like and having a daughter what is this world like so I find myself definitely more so now and in the past five years you know three Mm -hmm. years especially since having her wanting to be like no you are a woman and you stand up for yourself and you fight for yourself and other women and like it's important right so i would say even though i hate categorizing anything like that i definitely right like the label (laughs) makes you squeamish but like it does i think because the negative connotation that comes with right feminism because sometimes i think which is a bummer though it is a bummer but i think sometimes they go too far and you forget that there's in, in some some feminists go too far in their viewpoints and you forget that not everything is black and white. Right. Sometimes there is some gray issues that sure. need to be analyzed. But um, yeah, those are like the it's like the associations issues. with the words that some right. extreme right. people get. Yeah. It. But definitely totally. having a daughter has made me more open about feminist leaning. Right, and, and like conscious of absolutely, totally, absolutely. I think having a kid in general, right? Like, yeah. I think I want my son to. Yeah, I was gonna ask. So, what is that like for you then, raising your son? Do you find that you are making him more aware of how to be sensitive, more sensitive to women's issues? And yeah, being... I mean, I feel like in motherhood, I feel like more activated yeah. about all those things than even before and I was always like somewhat activated mm-hmm. um but yeah because even like there was a, a day where he was like and it's just because we watch the NBA and we don't really watch the WNBA which oh I, yeah is <laughs> who does I mean I mean on. that's I think that's fair <laughs> I'm sure someone does, <laughs> I think it's but... fair but so he was like <laughs> Girls don't play basketball, and I was and like, like oh. "Hold up, mommy!" <laughs> like a like a total crazy person was oh, like, "Mommy God. played basketball in high school." Like, <laughs> and you're like, "Listen here, I was a point guard, and I like, but it's what? like you're so tiny. How are you a point guard? I know. Well, so <laughs> I know. How did I play basketball? You're like, I just did. I just made it happen. <laughs> but I." Uh, yeah, I felt super like mm-hmm. women do. You know, I felt so like felt preachy like just need and, to be to like let it let yeah. him, let him have it. Women <laughs> and men do it, and he's like, "Well, yeah. then how do how come we only watch boys play?" And I was like, "That's a great question. That is a good question." And you have a point. Maybe yeah, start- I think that's like speaks to the world. <laughs> it also, I think, speaks to like I don't know. You're it's WNBA is not as fun. Fun, yeah. Not as, well, and it just hasn't sexy, been a, around as long enough. Yeah, yeah. As long and, like, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> yes. And on today's show, we're debating the merits <laughs> of the WNBA. Yeah. And everyone goes, click. I up. know. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, so you were staying at home, and you took your time, which is great. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear you did that, because I wish more moms would take a little time for themselves, but there's, they, that guilt gets the better part totally. of them. Totally. They feel like they have to be there 24-7 it, with their And yet it's so... It's so everybody's mommy, happy mommy, happy family. I know it took me a while to get there and I'm glad I did. But Mm -hmm. even then, like I wouldn't like when people would ask, I'd just be like, I'm a stay at home mom. And my husband would always be like, you're writing. She's writing. And I'd be like, 
I feel like it's like, it's like that, like, I make jewelry for Etsy. Like, I didn't know why. <laughs> I didn't want people like to be like, a real oh, thing. that's adorable. You're right. Oh, my God. Can you tell we're having a blast on this show? I hope so. I want to take a second to tell you guys a little bit about Kinsa, the world's smartest thermometer. Kinsa is definitely designed to give moms and dads peace of mind. It's really the number one tool you should have in your toolbox. It remembers temperatures, symptoms, medication, and also gives you guidance on what to do next. If your child has a high fever or isn't feeling well, Kinsa can give you guidance on where to go from there and also can send that information to your doctor. It's truly a helpful tool for parents so that you can focus on what really matters, your child's well-being. Go to kinsahealth.com to find out more about the world's smartest thermometer. And I want to tell you about Bumby Box, an eco-friendly toy subscription service. Okay, so this is how it works. You need toys that don't have chemicals. You need toys that are fun and interesting and appropriately chosen for your child. Then you need to get Bumby Box. We love getting our Bumby Box every month. Channing cannot wait to run and open it and see what's inside. As a matter of fact, as I said earlier, her dinosaur from her Bumby Box is one of her most favorite things of all time. And that's saying a lot. So you guys have to go check out Bumby Box, but make sure you enter the code M-I-H-O-O-D when you go to the checkout so that you can get 10% off from Motherhood in Hollywood. There you go. See, you're already ahead of the game. Go to BumbyBox.com to find out for yourself why Bumby Box is a better way to play. My friend Kelly, who listens to the show, she totally makes jewelry for Etsy. And I'm like, and it's, I bet it's, it's amazing, great. by the way. It's not even like it's, I'm not shitting on that, but it's no, like, it she's, felt... it's very inconsistent. And I keep telling her, like, if you're going to do it, do yeah. it. But she is har- having a hard time finding the time to it's do it. It's so but, hard. But no, that's totally true. It totally. doesn't seem like it's a real job, like a real right, thing unless, that you're doing. Unless you're like doing it in this way and like have something to show for it. And right. So. So anyway. how did you get then in from like working, writing 10 hours a week with yeah. your friend onto Parks and Rec? Since we now know your title yeah. was Stay at Home Mom. Yeah. Thanks Glamour Magazine. That's all the one dimensional, like that's right. all there is to me. Right. Um, it, a lot of it was just like luck and lightning in a bottle, but we ended up writing, we wrote a couple of things, but we wrote a thing that we felt like was the thing that we could like show people that we knew to try and get an agent or a manager or something, right. which is the first step. And we just got really good response to it oh, and then great. got an agent. And then did you write a spec script? Is that yeah, it was a spec. So it was original. I feel like it used to be that it was more like you wrote a friends or whatever, but or now, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's a little bit more, I mean, I don't want to speak to it and give some bad advice, but I think right. it's a little bit more like you write an original. Right. I've read that too, that yeah. people are, because they feel like um, anybody can sort of take the characters that have already been fully developed and yeah. regurgitate them into a different kind of storyline. But being able to create your own original jokes and ideas and people is sometimes more telling totally. than ripping off someone else's or like copying yeah. someone else's. And I also just think there's not enough shows anymore that like everyone watches right. for there to be like context. Right. No, it's true. You know, it's, it's like everyone watched Seinfeld. So if you wrote a Seinfeld spec. Right people could like contextualize that right away right right but yeah yeah I agree and so we wrote that and got an agent and then just you know for a while we were just like waiting and then all of a sudden we had meetings and we had some more meetings and we got a meeting on Parks and Rec and I would love to ask what like what was it about your script about that our script and about the two of us and you was know it another woman it was another woman um and it was for so we wrote on season six and seven, the last two seasons, and I, which were and neither of us had ever. Thank you. It, <laughs> it was, takes so much. Credit. You should. They were great. <laughs> I know. I such mean, a huge fan of Parks our and Rec. boss Mike Schur is like a genius. He's amazing. He was. He's amazing. Um, and obviously, like all the actors on that show yes, are like incredible, really and that whole staff was so prolific and awesome, and mm-hmm. just like also good people, which is rare. And, it was great. Yeah. Uh, and it was so scary. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know like what amazing confluence of events kind of got us that show. But it, I think a lot of it is lightning in a bottle. Mm. Like, you know, in this well, industry in general, like yeah. – 
there's so much hard work that goes into it and like both my my writing partner at the time and I like certainly paid our dues in other ways like we're assistants yeah in film for a long time yeah but ultimately like it's just like that one moment and we got on parks and it was like so holy crap and so did you have any reservations then about going from stay-at-home mom life right to working full-time how old was your son at the time he was four okay so right before kindergarten almost kindergarten yes okay so that might have made it easier he was older yeah I definitely like felt so ready as a human yeah um, I mean, it was the other thing that made it easier at the time was at the time my husband had decided to um, stop being a trailer editor for, editor for a while and he was writing a screenplay. So he was working, but he was working from home. Oh, okay. So he was flexible. Oh, so my nice. two seasons on Parks and Rec, um, he was flexible. So it made it oh, that's more fantastic. managed. And we still, and Eli was in school for most of the day and, and, and we had a nanny for a little, but like, Mm-hmm. Um, also, my mom moved to, to town. Oh, which wow. In Good, the, bad? Amazing. Okay. Just like having... <laughs> you had a look on your face for a second oh, that was like, Oh, no, no, well. no. The <laughs> most amazing. It like made it possible for... Actually, she didn't move right when I started on Parks, but she moved... Just after. During and like yeah. it, it just made it feel like, okay, there's this other person we can call for in a jam or whatever. That's nice. So logistically, as a mom, that made it a little easier for me to, like, transition. And did you feel like when you were in the writer's room, like, ah, this is where I've been, this is where I meant to be? Did you kind of have this, (laughs) like, epiphany? I started in the writer's room and was, like, terrified. Oh, no. I would imagine. And was, like, I'm the dumbest, least funny person. Not because anyone was awful, but just, like, you're with, that writing staff was, like, amazing yeah. they, how was there and, even an opening that's what I'm curious about did somebody leave I don't before? know I maybe yeah uh-huh. I think there's always a little bit like someone writes a movie or someone sure. you know gets their own show and um yeah. so I think um there was like maybe you know and maybe it was like neither my writing partner and I had ever worked in comedy or writing before so maybe that's there was amazing. something that was like interesting about that because there were so many like prolific just awesome writers yeah yeah and like experienced in this specific world writers that maybe it was like oh it'd be nice let's get a voice or yeah um I was the only mom on the show so yeah I don't know you know I mean Amy's a mom but right in the writing staff and who did you like um writing for the most like which character did you enjoy I I didn't have one that I... There wasn't one that was a fave? No. I mean, it was always it's always a little fun to write for, like... It was always fun to write for Andy, just because, like, oh, someone who's dumb is, like, fun to write best. for. Because you can, like, write... You just can, total non-sequitur nonsense. Totally. So I guess, like, that was fun. But, like, I wouldn't say... I don't know. There were... Each character had things that were so fun to right, write right. about. Um, and that was, like... It was kind of cool, because... Like, we were fans, so, yeah. like, you also... So you're like, oh, my God, there's Chris Pratt, Holy there's Amy sh- Poehler. I would be Yeah, and also just, mind. like, when you're writing for them, you yeah. kind of know these characters already. I mean, Absolutely. it was, like, so late, like, late in the run. Yeah. So they were so established, but... Which oh, is good and so bad. Cool. It was, like, good in the sense that, like, you knew, but, like, you were also like, oh, I don't want anyone to ever think I'm, like, copying what... Right, right. You but know. that would be hard, too, to kind of pick up in the middle of a show like that because you don't know what jokes have already been done. Yeah, and, and you, I mean, you said. you don't ever want to come into a comedy room like guns blazing. Like, oh, what's yeah. Up? I'm an amazing writer. Exactly. <laughs> Especially if it's like, where'd you come from? And you're like, my living room. <laughs> like, I was just home. My kids' preschool, whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's no fine. Yeah. Like, I'm hilarious. Without like any credentials yeah yeah so a lot of it it was like a huge learning curve and and we were so lucky what a great show to learn on totally and we were just so lucky with like the people were so wonderful Mm -hmm. and mike is so wonderful and like amy and everyone like it was like a very warm fuzzy i love that show yeah like just like the show itself and did it a win did parks and rec win emmys the seasons you were on parks and rec never won an emmy (gasps) Are you serious? Yeah, I don't think that. No. I'm shocked. It's a by show that. that's never won an Emmy. I'm shocked by that. It yeah. was such a smart and it's funny crazy. show. It suffered from like most of its years. Thirty Rock in the Office were also happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. It never won. An Emmy. And then like at the end, 
shows that aren't comedies were winning comedy Emmys. So, oh yeah, like there was weird. <laughs> there were some weird yeah. categories, right? Where you're like, this isn't a comedy. Yeah, like this is a great show. It's not a comedy. Yeah. Or um, so. Ooh, I'm a douchebag. I did not turn my phone off. Hmm. Oh, that's fine. Um. So then, how did that transition? Because you're on Fresh Off the Boat now. You were yeah. Fresh Off the Boat. I was on Fresh Off the Boat. I don't know if you know. You this. were? I was. I what was, episode? It was right in the beginning. I want to say like. Season one. Season one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I wasn't there yet. No. Uh, it was season one and I want to say like episode maybe six or seven. Okay. It was early on. What was your role? I like played what? like one of the diner patrons at the. At the uh, restaurant. At the restaurant. At Cattleman's. Yeah. Where it was the oh one where they God. had a cowboy. Uh, the guy who was trying to be a cowboy yeah. and like spice up the restaurant. Oh sure! And like, I was this mom that was like super impressed by what all the oh my God, all the changes he had made. That's so cool. Yeah, it was really really fun. Um, and like I just remember I met um, Jill Armanante there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jillian Armanante. Jillian Armanante. I don't want to mess up her name. And she's been on the podcast. She was on last oh, fall cool. and like so sweet and nice and. Um, I just remember, like, also everyone on that show was really lovely and friendly and, you <laughs> So know. nice, yeah. I keep waiting Everyone's for the so bad nice. experiences that I hear they rumors exist, about. I guess, yeah. You know? I've also been super, super lucky. Like, I yeah. mean, hit the I, jackpot two times in I a row. I just, I hear all these rumors like, oh, this is a horrible set or this guy's a jerk. Yeah. I've never, in, in any of the TV shows I've worked on, I've never that's had anybody cool. who was rude or nasty or anything. I wonder if that's because you're cool and so then people, I, like, some of that's Maybe. like what you put into I'm sure the that's it. You are amazing and cool. Don't <laughs> remember? Sure that's it. We yeah. talked about it. Yeah, I'm 100% so. sure that's it. Um, but that's great. So you started in season two, mm-hmm. uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah. And what, what is it about that show that, did you go after it or did they pursue you? No, I, so in between the two seasons of Parks, uh, my writing partner and I talked and I was just like, as a mom, because like when you're a writing team, you split your salary mm-hmm. and it's not like you split your time. <laughs> you go both are working full time. and I know that's crazy. And just like as a mom and like a person with a family and I was thinking of getting pregnant, uh, I was like, I just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I can't have you counting on me and then you get screwed and I just like it stresses me out. And also just like financially it would be nice for childcare. I got to like cover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and she was she's so lovely and got it. And so we just we were a team the last season of Parks, but decided before that season that after Parks, we would each write our own thing and go. For was- it. And also like she's like insanely talented. And yeah, we had faith. I mean, it's scary to say. You don't know. But, like, I loved working with her. You knew you would be okay. I think we were – I felt like we're both good enough to at least give it a whirl. Right, right. Um, and what is – how does that work with the WGA, though? You don't have to continue working as a team as No, long as if you writing? get hired as a team and your contract is as a team, I think you, you have, have to, to be a team, a team. But, like, once you – you just – like, then we each had to write our own spec. And, yeah. Um, and I – so at the beginning, I basically – was like the other thing is like I'm not as free to just take whatever I mean by the way I'm so green so I would be so lucky any show wanting me yeah yeah um and at the same time I was like that was another consideration is like there are shows where if I know the hours are like insane I just might even though I would be so lucky just I I just I don't know if I could do it I could swing it with a child and try thinking about and then anyway I kind of for a while was like I'm it took a long time to get pregnant with this one mm-hmm. and I had a miscarriage. And so then I like gave up on it a little yeah. and then I got fresh off the boat and I was like, Oh, I have this new job. Like I'm not going to like try, try. And yeah. then I got pregnant. Of course. <laughs> of course. That's and the then way I felt so happens. bad. Cause I didn't want my boss to be like, what the? be like, <laughs> but she's amazing me. and yeah. it's cool. But basically I said to my agents, Obviously, I'll go out for any sh- – and mostly when you're – especially when you're a young writer, you're going out for pilots. But mm-hmm. I had just thrown out there, I heard – I really enjoy Fresh Off the Boat. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's such I a think fun it show. is a, a idea I have some insight into, though I'm not Chinese-American. I'm Indian-American. I'm an mm-hmm. immigrant, you know, immigrant kid and, like, a first generation and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny, and I'm a mom. And, and, and I was like – and I heard – 
um, it's like a lovely room, and I've just been spoiled by a lovely room. Right, right. So I kind of. <laughs> so this was a conversation you had then with your agent where you were like, hey, early. Just and I was like, put I know a bug I. in their ear. Kind exactly. Of thing. Okay. And like, I know I'm in like truly no position. I'm like a two season writer. Like, I'm in yeah. no position to ask but for anything. Has but to start somewhere, let me just tell you, know? you if I. Yeah. If I were to have my druthers, that would be like. And then they were like, okay, cool. And then I didn't hear anything about it. And you go on meetings and. Especially since I had to go on, like, a whole bunch of, like, generals, they call them, which is, like... Yeah. They have those for writers, too, because they do it for yeah, actors. Yeah. It's you literally, go, like, a, a first director. date oh God, without the promise awkward. of... A job. Right. A job or, but, like, or making out or drinking. <laughs> None of but the good stuff. But you're doing all the, like, tell me about you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But... I didn't know writers do that, too. Yeah. That's interesting. So we... So it was a lot of that, and then I don't know, like... They heard that maybe Fresh Off the Boat was looking, so they kind of were like, hey, we remember you mentioned this? And um, I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll... Whatever. Whatever. And, and um, our boss on Fresh Off the Boat, Natasha comes like, mm-hmm. awesome, and everyone knows she's awesome. So I was like, yeah. I would just love to meet her regardless. Just yeah, as a great like, connection to... Just to like have. some awesome woman mm-hmm. to uh, have met. Me. And, yeah. Yeah, just like talk to for because she's so funny and smart and good and yeah great like a great human and do you then, find on that show is the is the writer's room there's a lot of talk about um uh, hollywood being more racially balanced sure and that sort of thing is that a writer's room that you find is racially balanced totally. are they I mean, representing super <laughs> super diverse room really it's oh, as good. diverse as probably there is in really comedy. oh that's great yeah it's like such a like a lot of women yeah, every people of color like good. It's a super diverse room. I parents, wonder if not that's parents, going to start like, becoming a trend more. Yeah, and like, as some of the older shows kind of you know go mm-hmm. away and don't get picked up and all that stuff. If maybe more writers' rooms, especially on comedies, totally. And stuff, like, maybe they'll start you hope. Up the trend. I mean, you just what you hope is that like the best people get picked, but that like right. you know that that's a diverse pool of people and right so there's there's no reason in this day and age that like a room should not reflect should still be like 15 caucasian middle age middle men, men yeah, yeah from like new england right right <laughs> that's so wild to me because it's like that's not even what la is no you know? it's not even what the midwest is uh-uh. it's not even you know what i mean it's like so funny yeah um so i hope and i hope like in casting also getting more diverse and like in gender and mm-hmm. race and everything like that you then want a room that's writing for characters that right represent like you you know if you have a show of like diverse characters and then you have a bunch of white dudes writing for right, them that's right. kind of like right it doesn't super, match up <laughs> yeah like, um, do you, you really need, get where I'm yeah from? you totally. want to mix it up and like do you think that you want to I mean, obviously, you're happy at Fresh on the Boat. Do you have any aspirations to write your own show one day and be a showrunner of something of your own? Yeah. Because I know this is all still kind of new to you. Yeah, it's, a new it's world, totally but. new. So, like, it's like, I'm such a person who's like, I don't want to jinx myself. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to be like, I'm just happy where I am. Right, right. Yeah, I would love to, like, explore that. It's, it's really, the other thing about me is that I started, I was 36 when I started on Parks and Rec, which is, like, very kind of old to start in comedy I've writing. I've always wondered that because I'm an older mom too. Right. And I'm always like, I don't know if I, if anyone would even take me seriously. Yeah. Now, if I was like, I'm going to be a writer on a show. Totally. Or, I wonder about that if age is a factor. But ultimately it's like you have a point of view and you have mm-hmm. something to say. And, but it does make it like a little more like, uh, just like there's not really a path for it because I don't think there's a ton of like people who at 36 decide they want to be TV sh- comedy writers. Yeah, got the opportunity and then <laughs> yeah, were a stay at home. All they did ever in their life before was that be was a to be mom. a stay at home mom. <laughs> I feel like it, I feel like it, you hit the nail on the head though because I think feel like it is a lot of like guys graduating from college, the national yeah. lampoon, funny guys. Yeah, they all and they're out, all you know? so funny and smart, and right. I get it. But all like, at UCB and IO, totally. And they're and the it's ones a that young, are getting the jobs. Yeah, and it is. It's like a young person's world, even in the sense of like, okay, if you're a mom, like you can't just take whatever job. Like you can't. 
like there are times when you're just like, fuck, like I can't be somewhere till midnight every night. Or you can, but like then you're, it's a trade off. And yeah. So like the, it, things Mm -hmm. get limited down and and like literally just like I'm an old lady and I get tired. Right. right. I was like, (laughs) the bottom line is around 10. I'm like, Like, I cannot cut it. Yeah. I'm going to eat this bag of Milano's and then I'm going to bed. And I like don't have time to like be up on like every sketch. And so, but I, so yes, I would like, that would be so cool. And yet for me, it's a little bit like I'm trying to just like light, be so happy with like, I got so lucky. Mm-hmm. I've been so lucky to work with like nice people yeah. who are also talented and like so great. I I haven't been on a show where the hours are so crazy that I don't feel like I can be a version of the mom I want to be. I mean, yeah. do you ever feel like you're being the mom you want to be? No, but no, like No. And I know for me like and with this baby it's gonna be a totally different experience because I am gonna go back to work yeah um, and there will be some guilt I'm sure that will come guilt. along with that because you will not be there as much I won't be there close I mean I spent yeah. four years with my son yeah all. yeah um and a lot of it was awesome you know it's like even though ultimately like staying at home wasn't for me mm-hmm. um but I also think it will be great, and I feel like it will just be her normal. And in some ways, like for my son, it was like this big yeah. shift. Yeah. And for her, it will just be what is life. Yeah. Um, oh man, that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I was gonna say, but how but, great though uh, like, they'll each get a different kind of version of you. And yeah, you know, I don't. I'm. Kids are so resilient, though. They I think are. we worry so much that they're going to be deeply affected no. by everything. Because we're thing not we resilient, do. so we project. Sure, yeah. <laughs> we're like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. and they all, but also they have yeah. those moments where they just melt down over like a Cheerio. And yeah. Something. So we're like, oh god, they're never going to be strong. Exactly. But it's but it's just like, that age. It's that age, and oh my god, yeah, it's going to be. I think it'll be good, and I'm just like, <laughs> ready. I'm more like I can't believe I'm doing this again again starting we from the beginning got all the way to easy street yeah like we're, we're seven-year-old yep. and now we're like what what are we doing <laughs> like I got my breast pump because like now they're covered by insurance. yeah mine was amazing mm-hmm. so great and I like teared up because I was like I fucking hate pumping oh, what am I doing worst. and I got like diapers and I was yeah. like oh my god we're here again you are are you oh, do they have a room god. at fresh off the boat where you can go and pump I have an days? office so okay so there I'll you go just be pump in your office. I'm like oh my god I'm not gonna be hard on myself the no. way I was with him with my son no if it doesn't work it doesn't work formula's fine like I'm right. not interested in like martyring myself and I wish that more moms would appreciate that and ex- and just embrace yeah. that because it's so I mean I've seen moms who literally lock themselves up in them their house and will not leave because they're they're afraid that their child won't take a bottle from anybody else uh, or won't be able to yeah eat, you know if they're not there and it's and it's um I don't want to say sad because it's the it's the path that they've chosen, but I just wish that moms weren't so hard yeah. on themselves, you know? I just wish that, yeah, cut, like, do whatever you want that works for mm-hmm. you, but, like, cut yourself some slack, cut yeah. all moms slack. Like, yeah. we're all just trying Figuring to figure it out. It out. Exactly. Like, we're just trying to stay, 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 stay sane. sane. Um, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so far, so good. Mm. I mean, ish. Ish, right? <laughs> stain, stain ish. Wait, that's not what I meant to yeah. say. Stay stain ish. Um, so I want to ask you, I have a lot of actors that listen to my show. Okay. So since you're a producer and I get to like ask a, or I'm going to call you producer. Oh, All right. thank um, you. Producer, writer, whatever. <laughs> I'm projecting. Um, how much influence do you have on the casting of a particular episode that you write? Um, or that you're maybe uh, put in charge sure. of or something? So it's like an interesting thing because like it's such a group process, the whole thing. Um, even though your name gets to be on like one or two episodes sure. a season, but um, definitely like both the sh- bosses I've had, like when it's your episode. Well, on Parks, we more watched casting together, and oh, it was you did. more of a like uh, a group thing. Yeah, and if it was like a slightly bigger guest role, it would be like, "What funny person do you know that would be funny in this?" And oh, that's interesting stuff like that. Um, and so you guys would kind of throw out names. Yeah. And again, like, especially on that show, because I was so green, I didn't throw too much out. Right, right. But like, um, 
on Fresh Off the Boat, when it's your episode, Notch will ask you, and you watch casting stills, and like, um, there was so like you a, have to watch the auditions. So you actually do watch, yeah, the and then she, okay. she, it's like obviously like it's her show and it's final say, but you might like seed through and be like, these were my three favorite. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, and then also like on my first episode, I was just like, oh, you know who could be? F- I just um thrown out. You know who could be funny is like Mo Collins for this role, mm-hmm. and then they were like, that's a great idea, and they got her yeah, for it. Yeah. So like, you so definitely can. There you is you some have influence. some. Yeah. Um. You know, if you say something and the showrunner's like, that's not who I was thinking. They're not yeah. going to do it just because you said it. But, you know, I've been – I don't know if that's like that on every show, but, like, I've been so lucky to work with people for two bosses who are, like, uh, super collaborative and, and inclusive. And welcome and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and, like, I hired you and I'm going to, like, care that you have an opinion and a thought. Right. And so I've been so lucky. That's so interesting to me because I always wonder as an actor when you go into your room and it's just you and a casting assistant or something and you say right. a couple lines. I always wonder where that goes from there. Yeah. Like who sees it? I'm Because I assume in my mind it doesn't go right to the executive producer, but maybe it does. Yeah, I don't. Right to the showrunner. Because I, I would think the showrunner has so yeah. much stuff going on that they wouldn't sit down. No, and, you know, I would guess... I don't know what happens in the casting side of it, mm-hmm. but like we get like when you ev- like a when they send those like you there's like eight to watch, so I can't imagine. Well, I'll tell you from the auditioning side of it, there's 25 people. Right, auditioning. so maybe they so they pare it down, pare it probably. down, yeah, and, and then, then you guys you pare, pare it down even more, and it gets yeah. Um, yeah. But that's so interesting. It does get watched. Yeah. Yeah. I su- I mean, in my mind, I'm hoping that someone's watching it. Yeah. No, <laughs> it, it does. Just go off into the oblivion. And it's it's like I think most writers are pretty respectful of like how fucking hard it is to audition. And so yeah. So you there's know. no one watching a tape going, ooh, it's shitey. That yeah, no, horrible. I don't, there's not, I mean, maybe, like, <laughs> I mean, maybe. it's an internal thought, but, like, it's not, like, yeah, we sit around, like, making fun and of And just, like, people. butcher these poor actors. No, that are, who like, are just, like, this is the word. And you get, like, two lines out of context. Right. And, like, <laughs> Right, right. You know? And we're, like, we have no idea. We're just guessing. Yeah. Is that, how old is that like for you to see multiple actors, like, kind of read your words and read lines that you, or jokes that maybe you came up with? Is it sort yeah. of like, ooh, they missed that one? Or, right. Oh, I mean, it's it. it's so interesting because when you write it, you just have, like, an uh, idea in your head. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, like, oh, my God, there's so many ways you could, oh, you this is where acting, like, yeah. this is where I could never be an actor. Like, there's so many ways to deliver it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes um, an actor delivers lines like even funnier than you can imagine. Like I feel like Constance does that a lot where I'm like, holy, mm-hmm. that was so such funny. a like, in- that's not like what it was in my head. And that was so much funnier. Like you're so, you know. And, yeah, like, she's hilarious. Or Randall who's like yeah, so amazing. He was so nice when I was on He's the so set. nice. He sat and talked to me forever. And I was Aww. like, I'm just a, like a day player coming in and out. And he didn't Super have to Super awesome the time. guy. And he has a daughter the same age yeah. as mine. And so we talked about kids stuff and baby That's stuff. That's cool. And I was like, you're so nice. Thank you for being so sweet. Yeah, he's just an awesome guy. But mm-hmm. like, so sometimes it's like, it's like, you know, sometimes, yeah, you had an idea. And then you're like, ugh, that, that missed the mark. It. But yeah. A lot of times people just like surprise you with like an even funnier because I'm not an Take actor. Like, yeah. I, and what about improv? How does that play into the weekly show? Do the, you let your actors, do the actors improvise lines at all? Yeah. I mean, on much- parks, especially by the time I was there, there was a ton of like, oh, I'm that, sure that freaking. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're like, I'm sure. Please. Like, like, yeah. You're funnier than I am. <laughs> do oh, your no. thing. Yeah. Um, on this show, I think especially because there's kids. We stick a little bit more oh, to the script because, yeah. like, um, but we definitely, like, if it's, especially if it's just, like, a scene with the adults, then we let them go. Play a little bit. And play. Yeah. Like, usually try and get the scene as scripted a couple times and then are, like, let's do a fun run or something. Right, right. And let people go. But, like, when it's the kids, um, I don't want to sound like I'm talking my ass, but my experience <laughs> is I've been on it one season. You're right, right, I'm right. I'm like, I'm an expert. Please talk I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Um, but I think with the kids, you want to stick to the script mostly because they spend so much time memorizing working on it and, and memorizing it. And like, yeah. that's such a bigger part of it. That makes sense. Um, but they're so wonderful. And like every once in a while they'll improvise too. And like, I feel like the more probably they 
like even towards the end of the season season two versus the beginning yeah they, they probably do it more comfortable like, like yeah, trying yeah. stuff and that's like fun to watch the kids on that show are the cutest they're so cute they're so cute they're so cute it's really just a great show and i think we're honestly going to start seeing some more imitation shows of it it's like when modern family came out it was like oh yeah we've never seen anything like this right. before then Blackish and Fresh Off the Boat came out, and now it's cool. NBC's got some shows that have cropped yeah. up that are kind of well, in the I don't area, judge, but like a little not as great sure. quality wise. Um, sure. <laughs> I mean, I still, NBC, I would still be on how that dare show. you? I, uh, I would still sleep with that show. I'm just saying, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would take a job on any show. Right, exactly. I'm a whore. <laughs> how much? Yeah, I'm there. Um, well, anyway, I just want to thank you so much for coming by and Thanks. taking the time to do this. I, I hope know. I wasn't like a pregnant bore. No. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> fascinating. I think I love everything you're saying about, you know, starting over again. And yeah. You've got, and you're being honest about the feelings, all the feels that you yes. have as a mom, the guilt that comes with it. In I'm this big business. on it because it's important to know everyone has them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also important to know that you can still survive and have happy and healthy kids. Yeah. In this industry and not feel like you're failing in some way or living up, not living up to the Mm -hmm. standard, the celebrity mom. I mean, because there are a lot of images of celebrity moms who make it harder for the average everyday mom, even in entertainment. Totally. um, To to feel feel like you're, you're missing the mark or something, you know? Yeah. They have a an army of people who help them and good for them. Yeah. And the truth is I have an army of people who help me Mm -hmm. and that's the only way it works. Right. Right. Whether that army is family or a nanny, I have all of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you yeah. Need help. You need help. Yeah. You need help. Like that's and that's okay. And and it's okay to take help. Yes, that's true. Like, yeah, take right. The help if take you need the help. It. Your kid's fine. Exactly. They're good to have to like deal with all different kinds of people. Yes, it only helps them. Uh, do you tweet a lot? Can people find you on the Twitter? They can the find Instagram? me on the Twitter. I don't tweet like a lot, but yeah. I tweet. Do you tweet out your comedy? Your I jokes? tweet. <laughs> I tweet. I tweet some jokes sometimes, and then right. I like wait for my like five faves to roll in. <laughs> to be like, how many people are gonna like this one? I wonder. I know. Yeah. I. Uh, so where can people find you on Twitter? It's at MRS Mrs. Fruck F R U C H. Okay, and I'll put that on my. Or website. you can just probably search Retina Fruck Bomb and find right. it. Uh, but I do. I tweet a little. A little tweeting. But I stuff. worked with like the funniest tweeters on earth on Parks and Rec, I know. I so saw that. What's what's I her often, name? Am, Amram. What am I? I'm Megan sorry. Amram. I'll just say I'm gonna butcher She's her name. She's so yeah. funny. Yeah, I saw that her title was um, she just wrote funny things on Twitter and I was like, shut the fuck up. She's what? amazing. That doesn't happen. She's like an amazing woman. You just write funny things on Twitter and you get a job in Parks and Rec? That's no. That's amazing. She, she like wrote a spec. Like she's okay, also I was like, get out of uber talented. That's Glamour Magazine failing level. us on every level. On like every level. Just like, <laughs> I mean, I really quick, like we did a photo shoot for it mm-hmm. and the woman, they didn't. It was so hilarious because, like, we are awkward comedy writer women, and we were like, what do you want us to do? And she was like, I don't know. I normally just take pictures of food. (laughs) And we were like, what? And then she was like, we were like, how are we doing? And she, her response was, it is was it. It is what it is. Oh, dear. <laughs> we were like, oh, no. Oh, and then that God. picture is super weird. Where we're, it is like tiny in a corner. And wow. Talk about a self-esteem booster on that Yeah, one. it was it was amazing. But oh, wow. Yeah, we, that, that At least she wasn't was like, well, hilarious. you look delicious. Like, That's know. true. You look like a kumquat I once shot. Right. <laughs> um, but it was like, How yeah. Funny. But anyway, I, they're all like the, um, just like such hilarious tweeters that I'm always sheepish about, like my tweeting but Don't i do, do it, it occasionally just get it out there just i do tweet it. the most random benign things because i'm oh, like i have to I follow you on twitter no f's yeah it's it's not it's mostly me just like please for the love of god listen to my podcast but um that's cool <laughs> people are like all right people do listen to your podcast they do. i saw that's yeah. awesome they do it's a fun show we have a good time yeah i well it helps that i have interesting people on that's well. true I mean, I mean, yeah. I am. You're welcome. Truly interesting. 
<laughs> and on that note, yeah, um, you guys can find out more information about Retina on motherhoodandhollywood.com. And I'll also put links to your Twitter on there as well yeah, so yeah. people can see your occasional funny tweets. <laughs> Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on the show. Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you. And you guys also follow me on Twitter at MIH Podcast. And also, again, find me on Facebook and Instagram at motherhoodandhollywood.com. Have a great week, you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Balls.